We All Have One, a podcast that isn't afraid to discuss the stories that we all have, even the really messy ones. From business ideas to overbearing in-laws to dreams of leaving your crappy job, come along for epic stories along tangible advice for succeeding and surviving through life's unfiltered moments. I'm your host, Corey McFadden, recovering business owner, industry pioneer, and mama blogger who has seen it all along the way. And let's just say, I am not afraid to share what I've learned from my experiences and mistakes, which means you don't have to. All you gotta do is listen, grab a coffee, or hell, a tequila's probably better. And let's get to this week's saga turned life lesson. Hello, welcome back. I'm so excited, you guys. We are halfway through series one. This is episode number five. So I officially made it halfway there, which means I'm almost over the hump. Hopefully I can get there. But thank you for supporting me and being here and listening. Hopefully you have learned a lot so far, but we have a long ways to go and we are just getting started. Today's episode is one that is important for everyone. Even if you have no ambition to ever go into business, today's episode is going to help you. I promise. So stick around. We are talking about networking. This is such an important skill set that I feel has become undervalued with social media. When I was going through and putting my notes together for this episode, I can't lie, I started to feel uh, a little older. You know how you have those moments that kind of date you a little bit? Well, my networking definitely is old school. Um, And as I was going through and kind of compiling stories and ideas, I was like, oh my gosh, this is completely opposite of the way that people do things right now, which isn't a bad thing. Because let me tell you, I built my entire company on networking. This is a skill set that I have mastered that I pride myself in, and I'm excited to share with you today because I feel like I have a lot of value to add here on this topic. I went through and I did my basic research online like I normally do, and let me tell you, the networking advice that is out there is absolutely miserable. I did find one article that was written 10 years ago that was pretty good, but it was also written 10 years ago because Everything out there is about social media and building your online profile. And while, yes, those are all very, very important components, that's not what networking is. And when you don't have that foundational basic of networking, you find yourself hiding behind a screen. And that's not where you ever want to be when you are trying to launch a business or you have a business and you're trying to get it out there in front of people. Because to get it out there in front of people means that you too have to get out there in front of people. And I know that is cringeworthy and difficult and the social skill set that we are developing day by day with our heads buried in our screens is not one that's inviting to that. But let me tell you, You need to learn it if you want to succeed because nine out of 10 startups fail and that one is doing something different. And what are they doing different? Well, 
Obviously, I did something different because I made it for 15 years and sold over a million luxury items online. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I did different. And yes, we all have our idea about this and what works successfully. And for me, these things work really well. So I'm going to tell you a few stories and then let's just get into it. So my favorite networking story that I have in my time was when I first started. So when I first started, I was 22 years old and I didn't know anybody. I grew up in Kansas City. I had just finished my bachelor's degree in fashion design. And my two years that I had been in Chicago have been spent at school and nowhere else. So coming out of school and opening this business, I didn't have a network at all on the ground in Chicago. So I needed to meet people. And you got to take yourself back. Some of you might not be able because maybe you're too young and that's fine. Um, But when you go back 15 years ago and there was no social media, people used to meet out at mixers and cocktail events and parties. And after work, networking was extremely popular. And it still is. It's just not spoken about as much as it used to be because that's all we had. Now, yes, I could go out and do that and I would, but That's not where I was going to find the merchandise that I needed for my clients. I was after designer goods, Chanel, Gucci, Prada, Hermes. I wanted the ladies who lunched. That's who I wanted to align myself with. That was my target market that I had created. That's who I wanted to socialize with. And I needed to figure out how was I going to get to them because I wasn't one of them. My mother wasn't one of them, and I didn't know any of them. So I needed a way. One day, I received an invite to go to a luncheon. And I had never been to a luncheon before. And it wasn't an invite as in, come with me. It was, hey, this Joffrey Ballet is having a luncheon. You should go. I looked at the ticket price. It was, I think, $200. And I was like, how am I ever going to afford to go to that? But I wanted to go because I was interested. And so I scraped together. And when I say scraped together, I scraped together $200 and I bought a ticket. And I remember being so nervous. I wore a black dress because it's basically all I had. I wanted to just kind of fit in, but I wanted to meet people, you know, but it's intimidating and it's scary. So I went to this luncheon and you check in and you get your table number. I went and I sat down at the table and the table started to fill up one by one. And of course I knew no one at this 16 top. All of the women were probably about 20 to 25 years older than me. Nothing wrong with that, but I didn't necessarily have something in common with them right off the bat. And the woman sitting next to me, who was quite older, she was in her mid-60s. And mind you, I was 22, which is baby. And she looks at me and says, in a snobby tone, how did you get here? And with a smile on my face, I said, I took the bus. How'd you get here? And the few people around us noticed. And 
she looked at me and she kind of smirked. And then she started to talk to me. And she was testing me in that moment and trying to dominate me in a way. And I didn't let her. I've always kind of been like that. But um, even I surprised myself in that moment because I was very intimidated and nervous sitting there in the first place. And as lunch progressed, we started talking. And of course, they asked me, what do you do? What are you studying in school? I remember them asking. And I was Actually, I had graduated, I said, and my degree's in fashion design, and I own a business here. You own a business. You're so young. Well, yes, I own a business. I sell designer and luxury goods online. Mind you, at this time, I'd only been in business for a couple years, and I was still selling everything. While I had had the opportunity to sell a purse here and there, I was still selling electronics and fly fishing equipment and all of that jazz just trying to pay my rent and meet these ladies that had this merchandise. And in that moment, I realized that I had met them and this was it. This is how I'm going to meet these people and get their merchandise. So they start talking to me and really get interested. And because I was young, one by one, they kind of wanted to mentor me. So they would start inviting me to things and I would say yes. And so I started saving money to go to these events to network. I was also at the perfect age because when you're younger, this is a very important takeaway here. When you are younger, people want to help you. They are there to offer their services, open arms. They want to mentor you. As you get older and you turn, let's say 30, that ends. It's everyone for themselves in a way. The mentoring and that that open kind of white glove coddling, it goes away. So when you are young, take it, but obviously do it in a way that makes sense. You always want to be able to also give back. I had a service to offer. I wasn't there to, quote unquote, take anything from anyone. I was there to provide my service because I knew I had something good and something they could benefit from. And that's how you develop really great relationships is when both parties benefit. They had a closet full of clothing that they no longer needed. I had a service that I could sell it, turn it into money for them. Match made in heaven. That's what you're looking for. You're looking to match up in ways that you can offer something to one another. That's why when you create your audience, and your demographic that you're targeting, like we spoke about in the last episode, when you match up with those people, whether it be in person or through your targeted ad, there's a mutual benefit. That's how you know you've got something good to offer, is when it benefits both sides. So you want to look for these places that you can network and get out there. Well, yes, You can go on social media and you can warm up people. That's not the same as meeting people in person and creating real relationships because that's also something that is significantly lacking in this social world that we've created. What happened to relationships where we can trust one another and be beneficial and enjoy each other's company? And I'm not saying that you need to be friends with your entire network. No, 
It's about being professional and friendly and offering something that both people are excited about because you want to service people that you enjoy and that you like being around unless you have a product that, you know, you are detached from and is just distribution and that is totally different. I'm talking more about the startup mode and networking and getting yourself out there and being public. And if that is terrifying to you and you're like, I can't do that, then you got to find someone that can on behalf of your business because it's got to be out there. Because I'm telling you, meeting people the old school way, as in in person, is the best way because it is so impactful. So when you find these situations or scenarios that you can go to, let's say it's a a luncheon or an event or after work networking or whatever, go alone. This is so, so important. Do not bring a crutch with you because when you bring your girlfriend or someone you know, guess what happens? You sit there and you talk to them the entire time, which is a wasted opportunity because all those people around you that you could have been networking with and meeting and possibly having a pivotal moment, you've closed down because you've kept yourself in your comfort zone. So the best thing you can do is take yourself out of that comfort zone. No matter how painful it is, you will be so proud of yourself after you do these things. And this is the growth that you're also looking for because the only way to be successful is to be growing along the way. So you gotta throw yourself in these shark tank situations, the ones that make you cringe, that make you feel like you're gonna slightly throw up. Maybe you just need to take a moment, go sit in the bathroom stall, take a deep breath, and then go out there and freaking conquer it. Kill it, girl, because you can do that. And when you don't have people around you that you know, that maybe you feel like are judging you, you can be you. You can do these things and bring yourself into maybe who you want to be. It's easier to do when no one's around you. You've got nothing to prove to anyone except for yourself that you can do this. So take those opportunities. Take those invitations that you normally say no to because you're nervous or they give you anxiety and start saying yes. Just start saying yes and going to these events because you have to build a network. And there will come a time in your career where the power of no will come into play. And you'll start saying no because you just can't because you are busy and have other priorities. But this should be a priority in that mode of startup. You got to get yourself out there. People need to know who you are. They need to know what you're doing. And this is also a really great way to test the market. And are people interested? Do they show interest? When you meet someone that maybe is a writer for, let's say, Refinery29, do they perk up when you tell them about what you do? This will tell you a lot. And you'll also get a lot of evergreen opportunities. These are organic opportunities. It's people like you. They gravitate to you. They put you on their mailer list. They put you on their 
network list. This is how you start to get in. So when you maybe look at something and you're like, how do people get invited to these things? Or how do people know about them? This is how, because they know people. And knowing people takes a lot of work, but it should come from a place of you being genuine and who you are. That should be easy. Don't pretend to be anyone else because that sucks and no one wants that. And that takes a lot of fucking work and you ain't got time for that. So from the beginning, you're gonna be you and come up with your nice little sweet elevator pitch so when people ask you what you do, you can explain it to them sweetly in one minute so you still captivate their interest and you know what you're doing. Dominate that market. Be the best you you can be because if you sit there and stumble over your words and you're not an authority, then no one's gonna take you seriously. So practice it in the mirror. Do whatever you gotta do. Shake in your boots, girl. You can do it and get yourself out there because you've got something to offer. Now, this is how I successfully navigated for 15 years was that I stayed out of the drama. You are not friends with everyone. You can't be. No big groups because once you get sucked in, then you're in the drama and this is not where you want to be. I've always, my whole life actually, but I've always treated each relationship that I have with an individual just as that. People will always show their true colors to you, but I don't listen to all the chatter. I don't get involved in all the cattiness because that's one, not where I want to be. And two, you're not there to be quote unquote friends because once you cross that line, you can't go back. So keep it professional, keep it happy and offer what you can and stay out of the negativity. Because when you treat people individually, and this is just in life, it's so much easier. And you might have something in common with someone or someone else doesn't. Don't let their drama impede on your relationship. I always let people show themselves to me before I make that judgment. So keep yourself there, keep the drama at bay, and you will be perfect. So other great opportunities for networking, and this is one where I really thrived, was public speaking. And let me tell you, um, growing up, I was not one to put myself in front of a large group of people and put on a show, not my personality. In school and college, when I took public speaking, I gave myself a migraine, I think, before every time we had our large speeches in front of class. It was just terrifying for me. So it's not something that is an innate skill set to me. But when I had a reality show, um, House of Consignment on VH1, if you didn't know or haven't seen, which you probably didn't know and haven't seen, but check it out. It is really good. It's all about my startup, 10 episodes that kind of coincide with what we're talking about. So it could also be very useful and you can still get on iTunes. Just a little, little shameless plug there. Not that it matters. It was like eight years ago, but um, I had a lot of opportunities for press and I was kind of forced into it. And I found along the way that I really liked it. So I took a couple classes um, that helped me. And this is something that I really recommend to you in doing. 
take a public speaking course. You can take one at your local community college. You don't even have to do it for credit to where like it's easier, but you can learn these skills because public speaking presents so many amazing opportunities to be an authority in your vertical, to meet people and network and get yourself out there in ways that you could not otherwise through traditional press. And so I had a lot of opportunities and got invited on panels to speak. And when I would do these panels and I would tell my stories that it would be so impactful to the audience that, you know, people would be crying and they would stand in line afterwards to talk to me. And I fell in love with it because it was creating change in my audience just by motivating individuals with what I was doing. And this opened up my network so quickly because I would meet 50, 60, 150 people, depending on how long I would kind of stand and talk. And the ones that would follow up with me afterwards, or I would follow up, we still today talk a decade later. And this opened up an opportunity for me to be the authority. And so when you get that skill set to speak on stage, and it can be in front of just a small group, and then you can pitch yourself to do TV as well and do segments. These are ways that you get out there quickly. And if you look at the pattern of what I did, that's all I did. The way I grew my name in Chicago and then nationwide was just simple networking, being myself, being out there, supporting other individuals, doing television, speaking on panels. There's no bought way into doing that. It's not like, oh yeah, you buy a segment. It's no, you pitch yourself and they're interested. You have something to offer. And these are the ways that you still can get out there and become an authority rather quickly. Because we all know the social media game, while yes, it is so important and you need to be on there and telling your story, it's hard and it's slow growth. And if you just go back to the basics of traditional marketing, we're all, we're all human at the end of the day. We don't change in that way. And it's the same as we're going to see retail. We see all these massive changes in retail right now and the landscape changing so drastically. Guess what's going to happen in a decade? Everything's going to regress back to the way it traditionally was because we're going to crave brick and mortar and the touch and feel and the smell and these things that we've kind of minimized and have lost luster to us because they were in such abundance. And so as fast fashion starts to tame down, we'll see that regress back. It's the same thing. Social media has had all this growth over the last decade. It's been crazy and wild, and that's all we focused on. But there comes a time where things kind of regress back. And that's where this is at. This is how you set yourself apart and do things differently. So get out there, put yourself out there and do it in ways that you never thought you would. But I can tell you by taking a public speaking course, it will help you tremendously. And it's about the investment in yourself. Again, you will be so proud of yourself after you do these things. If you're wondering too, how you get on TV, you pitch yourself to the producer. You write them a pitch, and I'm going to do an episode about this, but 
If you can't afford a publicist, and you most likely can't because they're very expensive and you might not even have use for one, you are your own publicist. Make up a name. It doesn't even matter. It can be whoever. It could be Sarah Adams. And if you're not comfortable pitching yourself in that way, sign the email from Sarah Adams if you need to. Do that for your first couple and then just start pitching yourself as you. But I get where these barriers exist and where it's super intimidating. So figure out workarounds. And while that's not a lie, it's just a, you know, a little workaround, we're going to say. So Last thing I'm going to talk about, which is so, so important because I feel like everyone makes this mistake and I know I've made it and you have probably made it as well. And this is the, hey, can we get coffee game? And guess what? No one wants to just get coffee with you. Everyone's time is valuable. And the time that people want to get coffee is like right in the middle of the fucking day. And I'm not trying to break my day for you. So... I am always willing to help individuals, and I love mentoring, but I'm only here to help those individuals that really want it and that are strategic about it. And, you know, I can name numerous individuals throughout the years that have come to me in very smart ways or followed up with just thoughtful letters. One of my favorites is Caitlin Lee from Public Life Secret Recipes, who I adore and I've known for a very long time, but she started out as an intern for me. Um, and then she was, um, an employee of eDropoff. And then she moved on to work for one of my dear friends as well, um, who I recommended her for the job because she's just such a great person. But when I was pregnant, you know, she sent me a basket of um, hot dog potato chips. Disgusting, I know, but I was obsessed with them and I was pregnant. She was just thoughtful in the way that she operated. And it was just her. And when you meet those people, you want to help them. And I was always there to help her in any way I could. And when the opportunity arose with one of my friends for a position that she was a perfect fit for, I highly recommended her and she's still with her today. And That's a network, is when you are able to operate amongst your friends and your professional relationships, and you can do that successfully. But when someone just says like, hey, let's get coffee, and that's it, like who wants, I'm not trying to put work into that. So you want to watch the communication when you're reaching out to people. And guess what? You don't just reach out once because individuals' email boxes are filled with hundreds of emails. You have to follow up. And follow up is not being pushy as long as you're doing it professionally. And so what you want to do is you always want to be kind. You want to be specific. You want to be non-intrusive. And you want to be action-oriented. And so something like, hey, I'd love to get together if your schedule permits. What about the third week in October as a closer? That's not your whole email. Opposed to like, hey, let's get coffee and putting it on the other person's plate and they're supposed to say like, oh yeah, how about next Thursday at 10 or Friday at four? Like that's not gonna happen. They're just gonna literally just close that email out and pretend like you didn't even say that. 
opposed to saying, you know, it was so great to see you at the Simply Stylist conference. I love to see you thriving. Congratulations on your new book. I ordered it last week and I can't wait to read it all, you know, in one read on the beach. I would love to hook up and, or I would love to connect again. Would love to get together if your schedule permits. What about the third week in October? Something like that to where you're complimenting them. You are invested. You are giving them a specific time that they can easily say like, oh, that works great. What about Wednesday the 12th at four? And you're like, great, you lock it in. You you have to communicate in that way that they want to have a drink with you, that they want to connect with you. Don't make them work for it because in these types of situations, they most likely aren't mutually beneficial. That person's benefit is them being able to mentor you and feel good about themselves. You know, you might not have something to offer to them. You might be seeking advice and those things are great and they're fine to do. And I love helping people, but I don't like helping people when they expect me just to do the work for them. No, get me there. Over the years, I've been sent very creative things. And I'm not saying you need to spend money, but like very thoughtful notes or sprinkles cupcakes or a product that they make, something that makes it personal to where the other person almost feels like they have to respond. You can guilt someone in a corner. That's okay. That's fine. You can do that. Cupcakes, I owe you a thank you if you're thoughtful enough to send them to me. One really good resource that I recommend to everyone I meet is Punk Post. It's P-U-N-K-P-O-S-T. Download that app. This is not sponsored. This is what I use. I use it three, four times a week. You can send thank you notes by literally just tapping your screen and typing out what you wanted to say. It is the most beautiful penmanship you will ever see in your life. Choose elegant. That's the professional one. You can choose a plain card. As soon as you leave that meeting with someone, type that note out. It will be in the mail the next day and they will have it at the end of the week. This creates easy, easy professional follow-up on your end. You don't need to have letterhead that you sit down and do this whole thing. Just type it out. It was so great to meet you. Thank you so much for the time. I can't wait to see you again, whatever it is, and have that follow-up closure to the meeting once you get it. Punk Post will save you. It's under $10 to send one every time, and it is worth the investment. Trust me, these cards have gone very, very far for me. So download that app. I'll be your best friend for it, promise. All right, so I think we've got a good start on networking. I think we we covered some basics of old school Corey networking. Hopefully now you will block time in your calendar every week to do this. This is important, just like anything else in your schedule. Make this active. Put 30 minutes in to send out this communication a week or to look on forums for events that could be relevant to you. Networking is part of your job and it is important in order to operate successfully. The stronger the network around you, the stronger you become. When you know these people and you can count on them, let's say you want to have an event and you know who to use for catering and who to use for valet, because these are people that you've met along the way. Not everything is about capturing a client all the time. 
It's about building a strong network of resources around you. And when someone can come to you and you can give them referrals with confidence, it reflects back on you. So build that. It is so, so important, not just in business, but also in life. So make sure you visit my blog, glitterandbubbles.com, where you'll be able to find the blog post that corresponds with this episode and additional tips that I didn't talk about here. You can also find me on social media at Corey McFadden, or you can email me at hello at weallhaveonepodcast.com. And thank you so much to Dante32 for making me sound so smooth. Until next time. I know you hate to see me coming, but love to see me leave. Why? I know why you never walk in front of me. You trying to check me out, check me out, check me out. Go ahead and check me out.